Welcome, everybody. U.S. Grace Force podcast here. I'm Doug Berry, along with my excellent and wonderful friend, Father Richard Heilman. How you doing, Father? Doing good, Doug. Good, good. Before we get Feeling started, all patriotic. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as we record this right after the amazing celebration of Independence Day in America. Uh, but Father, of course, everything in prayer. So I'll turn this over to you. Sure. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, Father. Everybody out there, I want to thank you. Hope you had a wonderful, fantastic, and amazing celebration of our independence here in America. And for all of our friends out there across the world who watch this podcast, God bless you. We pray for your freedom as well. The dignity, the, the gifts that God gives us all, the human dignity, the freedom to, to choose what is right or wrong, not the freedom to do whatever we want, but the freedom to choose to do what is good and holy, or what is not. And we just hope and pray always that we're choosing what is good and holy. Thank you for supporting the U.S. Grace Force podcast with your prayers, your comments, and your financial support, especially those out there through the Patreon program. Click the link in the description below if you want to join the Patreon team. That is an amazing gift to the work that we're doing here to reach as many people as possible. And by the grace of God, we hope and pray to affect as many lives, as many souls with the truth that we can while we have the time to do this. And fight this good fight. And Father, I know you and I have been talking about this before the show here, before we got started here recording. And, and uh, we're talking about, you know, just the, the, the thrill and the excitement of, of Independence Day, celebrating our freedoms and so forth. And you are an amazing, amazing supporter of our country. You've got U.S. flags all over your grounds out there yeah. at St. Mary's and Pine Bluff. And you got a great flag, a Christ coming through the flag, yeah. hanging on, there, on your rectory Faith there. Faith over free fear. Faith over fear, exactly. Yeah. So how was your 4th of July, your celebration, Father? Oh, it was great. You know, I I, I grew up in, in a typical American suburb community, and we just celebrated. We, you know, we had the sparklers, and we watched the fireworks, and, you know, we had the parades. Right, right, The parade went right by my house when I was a kid, this 4th uh, uh, of July parade. I mean, it was all good. And so I've, I've always... I've always been a big patriot, and mm. I just love America. You know, I want to I want to start out, and we didn't talk about this before the show, but if you don't mind, I want to do this. Sure. Um, I'm, g- I'm going to ask uh, Dominic to put up a, a picture I'll send him right now uh, of me when I was seven years old. And I just want to read a quick reflection that I wrote about that picture. I said, I was seven years old in this photo. I hated those classes. I was taught by nuns in full habits every morning at St. Maria Grady Grade School each Grade lined up in the big hall in size order to prepare to enter the church for daily mass. Sister Jacqueline, our principal, inspected us like a commanding officer looking over the troops ready to deploy. Even though we were strictly managed, we all had Cheshire Cat smiles on our face as we knew we were in a place of beautiful order and harmony. We were as family as you could get. We had just come in from the playground where we had the monkey bars and the swing sets were built over cement pavement, and our favorite game was throwing foot-long metal darts at a plastic circle at our opponent's feet 20 feet away. That's called jarts or lawn darts. We played in the streets and climbed tall trees. We often, uh, we would often be MIA to our parents for the entire day. We celebrated our church and cultural traditions as amazing gifts, which we were 
not even worthy to be blessed. Worship was magnificent and sacred, and we flashed our patriotism wherever and whenever we could. Every house raised their American flag, and patriotic parades and fireworks were had at every opportunity. Our admiration for military and law enforcement went beyond respect to reverence. This was 1965, and we had reached a pinnacle of morals and values and ethics, and more than anything, anything else, selflessness. The, uh, these were not just biblical values for some who chose to adhere. These were American values that were just a given. Nobody worried their neighbor would ever lie, cheat, or steal. You could leave your house unlocked and your keys in your wallet in your car with absolutely no worries. Oblivious to what was happening in downtown Madison and in many places throughout the country and in chanceries around the American church, I remained insulated to an eruption occurring in the mid-1960s. Narcissistic liberals felt there was a better way, and here we are now. Wow. <laughs> I mean, come on. That, yeah, you didn't tell why, me you were going to that. That's awesome yeah, stuff. Yeah, why, why did we or why are we giving all that away? Yeah. And, 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 uh, and, and we've got this, um, this elitist mob coming in and telling us to sit down and shut up. And uh, you're, you're an extremist. You're a, you know, a white right-wing extremist or whatever white supremacist or, you know, if you, if you, if you believe what I just read and, and you, and you it, um, celebrate what I just read, I mean, it's just nuts what's going on, right, Doug? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, we're being conditioned. We have been conditioned to simply accept. I mean, a lot of the good people have accepted out of fear, threats, intimidation uh, that, you know, these titles that they're giving us, you know, systemic racism, white fragility, um, critical race theory, you know, all these different things out there that have been, I mean, literally the threats, the violence, the last summer, 142, I think cities experienced BLM violent riots for the most part, you know, yeah. Antifa, all of this that has conditioned us to simply accept this new agenda and really paint it as the new normal. Uh, and, it, and, it, and look how fast all of this has turned. And, and Ronald Reagan, you know, President Ronald Reagan talked about this sort of thing about every generation. We're only really one generation away from losing the freedoms and the gifts that this country is really right. based on. Yeah. yeah. yeah you know, when I, um, and I want to get real quick, uh, I want to talk first real quick about what we need to do about this. And we'll elaborate a little later in the show on this, but mm -hmm. I, I just want to alert people early on if we, in case we lose any of our viewers. But we decided, you know, you just heard what I read, and I think everybody who's watching right now is saying, yes, you know, uh, I, I, I want that kind of America. And so what can we do? You know, and, and we're not in power structures. We don't own, own media companies. We're, we're not senators, uh, whatever. You know, we're not, but what can we do? Well, we have the most powerful force on our side. We have the supernatural power of God, and we've got to believe in it, and we've got to pick it up and use it. Okay. And we, we started something last year. Um, uh, Father Bill Peckman actually uh, was given this in a retreat that he had. It's called Let Freedom Ring, uh, a 40-day tactical training for freedom from the devil. And here's what I've been saying, Doug, is that uh, literally, I believe these are demons, you know, seen yeah. and unseen that are in our culture uh, that have, uh, that, that have manifested themselves in, in weaker souls and they're being, and the demons are using them. 
So, so what do we need to do? We need to do what exorcists do. And we, we need to, uh, I say exercise or even uh, purify or detox our country right. of, of the poison that's trying to kill it right now. And so let's do what exorcists do. And that's really what uh, Father Bill Peckman received on his retreat with this Let Freedom Ring. It's an amazing, amazing 40 days uh, that we're, we're doing together. And as this show is airing, it's day one of that. And you can jump in on any day you want. If you're not, if you didn't start on day one or, or you might see this video after day one, don't worry about that. Just jump in, be a part of this force. And we're calling it the Grace Force. You know, and, and you can go to usgracehorse.com and you can find a, a place there that you can just hit a button and you can give your name and your email and you're in. You're enlisted in the usgracehorse.com. We're up to 77,000. That's bigger than the... Uh, um, than the uh, one, one of the military, uh, uh, but anyways, uh, the Coast Guard, that's what I was trying to think of. Uh, we're bigger than the Coast Guard right now. I want to sur surpassing all, all the other uh, types of military. But anyways, so uh, uh, we're big and we're getting bigger and uh, we're a force to be reckoned with. And these are people that believe in the supernatural power of God. And so when they pray, they expect that their prayers are being heard and God's going to answer them in his way. And so... Um, so th we're starting this today, 40 days, let freedom ring for a uh, 40 day tactical training from the devil. Um, and, but what we're going to do with that is what we did last year is on day 40, it's the August 15th, the Feast of the Assumption. That's when we start what we've been doing now. This is our sixth year that we've been doing um, the uh, Novena for a Nation. You know what year one was? Mm. The, 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 the weeks leading up to the election. Yes, in 2016, yes. and uh, you can say all you want about who won, but I, it's it's wh who lost that mattered. Mm. You know that was the radical secular tyranny that was about ready to get in and take over, and it didn't. Now, and uh, people can believe what they want. I, I think they lied, cheated, and stole to get in this time, and and now we've got to ramp it up. But the other thing, and that makes me remember too, Doug, is that I, I've gotten to know a lot of exorcists. And I've gotten to know how they liberate people who are possessed or oppressed by demons. They actually have to go after them time and time again before they finally get a liberation. Yeah, they got to yeah. give them a like a, a what you refer to as a beat down. Yeah, with prayer. Yeah, and it's, and, it's, and it's so, yeah. So 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 people might say, well, we did this last year and nothing happened. No, it did have. Uh, we saw the the streets that were on fire. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I remember downtown Madison. It was all boarded up, graffiti on fire, and we started doing this. By the time we were done, Doug, on August fifteenth, I went down there, and there were kids riding their bikes, uh, families sitting on the lawn and their on the blanket. Uh, it, it was just it was like Mayberry RFD uh, up there. By mm. the time we were done on August fifteenth, and so that happened, and then we picked this up again in Lent, and I, when I watched Doug was um, this very frightening uh, mob, tyranny, whatever you want to call it, that was censoring us and punishing us and, and doing everything. Uh, and we were, we were frightened, but they started to stumble mm. and they, they started to make mistakes. And at the same time, we were watching during that same period of time is an awakening in our country where yeah. people were, were, it was like they were, I, I likened it to uh, you're on a bombing raid and you got to get in the bunker and wait for the bombing raid, bombing to be over. Well, I, I saw people actually during that time getting up out of the bunker and said, we're not going to take this any longer. 
So, so it's come, the liberation is coming and we got to keep at it. That's what I'm saying. That That's my point of what I'm saying here right now. And so that's what we're doing right now. We're doing this 40 days. Um, so it, it actually goes from July 7th and then ends on October 7th, which is the Feast of Our Lady Rosary. It used to be called Our Lady of Victory. And this year, uh, because it's the anniversary of the Battle of Lepanto, this year it's the 450th anniversary of the Battle of Lepanto. So all this, I think, is significant. I think, Doug, I believe this, and I'll shut up now, but I believe that we are going to see a turning during this July 7th to October 7th time. Mm. I believe it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I just want to throw this in there that we need to be doing this sort of thing with the same faith that the hemorrhaging woman had when she went to Jesus and said, if yep. I just touch the hem of his cloak, you know, and the fact that when, when and just to remind people of that story, we all know the story. If we've been listening to the gospels ever in our lives, we know that when she does this after 12 years and all the doctors she's been to and scripture even says that the doctors actually made it worse. I mean, she spent money, the situation got worse, but when she sees Jesus, she says, if I just touch the hem of his cloak, that's all I got to do. All right? right. Then there'll be healing right. there. And when she does and the blood flow dries up immediately, she's healed. And our Lord, our Lord responds with who touched me. And his disciples are saying, well, you see people all around you. What do you mean? Who touched you? And he said, no, no healing power has come out of me. Yeah. All right. And when the woman comes forward and says, it was me, and our Lord says to her, your faith has been your cure. Well, we know that the power right. came from him, but the faith, the yes. faith with the way she went before the Lord. Yep. And so we've got to have that attitude. We can't just be sitting around saying, hey, we tried this. We prayed once. You know, look what we've got. We had a, a stolen election. And now we got all this, all this uh, conditioning going on now to prepare us for who knows what great reset stuff going on. I mean, Okay, okay, Lord, we've already tried this, you know, Father Heilman, thanks again. But, you know, no, that cannot be our attitude. You know, as we said before the show, there is a sense of war weariness going on. Yeah, yeah. And we can't succumb to being war weary, especially when you look at what's happening. You know, at the time we're, we're, we're recording this, we just heard in a video that came out that the White House is preparing to do door to door. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Outreach. They're calling it outreach to try to help make sure that everybody's got this needle in their arm. Yeah. All right. Now, why the door-to-door -door outreach? Why not just let people make their own choices based on the information that they have the right and the freedom to pursue getting their information from their medical providers and so forth and so forth and such? Now, I've said clearly on here, you're going to have to beat me to death before I'll take a needle in my arm on this. I don't trust this. I don't count on this. I'm not going to judge anybody else. But when they start talking about door-to-door -door outreach, the conditioning of this sort of thing going on, this is what's happening. And you and I have talked about this many times, Father, this ramping up on one side of conditioning and training and preparing and getting us used to this and that. Here's your new normal now. It's going to include, you know, a face diaper. You know, it's going to include a needle. It's going to include the distancing and this. And then the government's going to be giving you money to take care of you and all this sort of socialist stuff going on. And then over here, we've got things like what you're talking about, what we're encouraging here with this, this, this three-month campaign campaign to really step it up now let's go back to what our lady in fatima said in 1917 father when she tells us beautiful statue of course our lady of fatima behind you there where she tells the world pray the rosary <coughs> every day every day and she's not talking about just a few people just the priests or just the religious folk or just those who believe she says everybody pray the rosary every day 
And it's the only message, Father, in the six apparitions in Fatima that she repeated in each mess in each apparition of those six months was when you pray the rosary, you can avert war and you can bring peace to the world. Okay. And she's asking for it every day. So this campaign, you're talking about three months worth of just stepping it up, ramping it up, because the battle is clearly not at our doorstep. It's in the house. And we have got to drive these demons out by the grace of God through intensifying our prayer and our behavior and all of these aspects of becoming just deeper, faithful warriors for Christ. Yeah, I, I keep, I always think about D-Day. And um, that was a point in World War II where the soldiers were battle weary by that mm -hmm. time. And, and they were they were preparing them for a major battle. And if these soldiers weren't careful, you know, they could, they could get into that kind of whiny, Oh, geez, you know, we've been at it so long and, and you know, we're, we're not really getting anywhere and, and whatever, but no, they, they felt like this was a moment in time that they have, they had found a way to, to uh, penetrate the enemy uh, lines and, like you said, you said this in past podcasts. You said it, the, the beach wasn't their goal; it was Berlin, right? And and they 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 were he, they were heading in that direction with tenacity, yes, with devotion, with dedication. And we are not going to quit until we get to Berlin, until we bring down this tyranny that is looking to to reshape the whole world. And people can can um, uh, you know see have their own uh, view of what's going on in the world right now, especially in our country in America. But I I I think we're in a historic era. I think that there's the, the, a level of tyranny because again, it's it everybody's everybody's in league with each other. You know, media and and Hollywood and big tech and big corp. And I was I was listening to another uh, interview earlier today, but all those people are now conditioned to be beholding to the powers that be right now, and and that's it, they either do that to gain uh, more. Um, they were saying wealth, yes, but they're really looking for power mm -hmm. uh, to gain power and control, or or that that. Um, that mob, that elite class, will destroy them if they if they if they you know divert off the off the off the ranch off the the, the. so um, so it's a it's it's historic what we're going through right now right and, and and the tough thing is is that it's happening when we'd rather be on the beach you know and we'd rather you know be in the park. And and we, we we would rather not be bothered with this. So so it's a well, really tough time to try to gather the the troops. Yeah. When when we're hitting a watershed moment in our country. Well, and and you you know this as well as I, Father, that there are many many groups of people, and I know our listeners and viewers who who are in you know incredible audience out there that supports and and has been just great. 
all know this as well, that we all have those moments, those groups of people, family members, friends, and so forth, where, you know, you're watching the news, you're seeing this stuff. Like, for example, what I just mentioned about, you know, July 6th video comes out, uh, Jen Psaki saying that the White House is now going to be doing a five-step wow. program. This And one of them is door-to-door -door outreach to try to get people, you know, to take this needle. Doug, okay. we talked about that. What they're doing is trying to normalize yeah. coming to our door. Yes, yes. Or anything else, uh, and that could be for our guns, for one thing. Oh, sure. And you got to think, what are they going to look like when they come to the door? What's the what's the vehicle going to look like that pulls up? Is it going to be yeah. like an ice cream truck? It make you feel really warm and sense? Is it going to be something a little more intimidating, a little more threatening, you know, tinted windows, whatever? It could be anything like this. And then is it one person, three people, four people? What kind of personalities, when they knock on the door, you know, and you open the door and say, yes, can I, can I help you? Yes, we're here to talk with you, give you the information. This, that, those moments right there, when they get you apart from a group of people where you feel some strength, you're alone, and there's two, three, four people there to give you outreach, okay? That type of coercion right. is actually a violation of federal law. And this has been talked about by one particular person, a Dr. Malone, who is actually the inventor of the RNA um, you know, technology for vaccines. He's not even an anti-vaxxer. This guy was on, you know, Glenn Beck talking about this at length, three different episodes where he says coercion, intimidation is violation of federal law. People need to know this because they're going to they're going to section you off, and you know what what it's like, Father. If we divide, we conquer. That's the whole mindset: divide and conquer. So if you divide people from their 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 friends, their support group, you know, their church, their 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 patriots, if you will, and then you can get into their mind a little differently now. But when this sort of stuff is happening, and you want to tell others about this. But they don't want to hear it. Like you said, you know, I'd rather be on the beach. I'd rather play golf. It's summertime. I'm not up for the battle right now. We can't have that attitude. We have to have the tenacity that you mentioned, those, those soldiers that hit the beaches in Normandy, June 6, 1944, or any time a soldier has had to go into battle, shot up, beat up, he's aching, you know, he's in pain, whatever it is, but he knows he has to keep moving forward or we don't accomplish the mission. And the mission at hand here is we're trying to we're trying to bring a sense of freedom and dignity to as many people as possible. Help restore the church, the Catholic faith. We're all part of this. So I got to right. encourage people out there not to give up, not to be war weary. You've got to take a retreat once in a while. You got to pull back. I mean, you and I do have to do this, Father. You know, we're into this all the time. We're paying attention to news. You, of course, are preaching it, and I'm doing videos, talks, wherever. Yeah, you've got to pull back and find your R&R, &R, your rest and recuperation, your prayer time. That's all part of it. But then you've got to get back into it. Now, and I know you wrote about this and released on the 4th of July a fantastic piece. You know, here's the cover shot of it right here. And this is, just explain this a little bit, Father. This is this is phenomenal, and I love this. You've already talked a little bit about this, but you had a great write-up on this. Yeah, uh, of course, I, I pointed right away to the Battle of Lepanto because it's the 450th anniversary, not the 449th. I mean, I think that's pretty cool that it's the 450th, but I, and I do think it's significant too. But but what I said about that battle is that what 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 happened was, is that a underdog, okay, um, uh, Holy Alliance uh, faced a, 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 a giant with an under God uh, spirit with them. And, and that's what we're doing. I mean, this, 
we're not even we're, we're like one molecule compared to this force that's in charge right now and, and uh, doug you like pointing them out and i love them too but david and goliath yeah you know that that you know, everybody's like well we're done you know and everybody's like you know this is too far too big for us and so let's just cash in our chips and go home and and uh and and david says he you you describe it well all the time you always like to say he almost like chuckled. He says, what the heck is with you people? You know, I mean, we got God on our side. We've got God on our side. And we've always got to remember that. And we have to come to God. Right. Like you pointed out so well, you know, it, it, uh, it was because of your faith mm. that you were healed. And that's that's the coming to God. I believe, do you believe I can do this? Jesus would say, yes, Lord, I believe you can do this. That's what we're saying to God right now. Yes, we believe you can do this. And here's the other element too, Doug, and I've, I've always believed this with my faith, is that God is no tyrant at all. He's a dad. But like good dads, he teaches us that effort brings reward. Mm -hmm. He's not our candy machine. He's not, we're not his spoiled brats. And, and so he is teaching us always. He say, he's like, you want it? You show it to me, okay? And that's why I just love, for instance, the 54-day rosary novena. And I've seen countless miracles with this thing, but it's, I think it's a beautiful expression of saying, you know what? I'm not just going to flippantly throw a prayer and a request out to you. Like I'm putting a quarter in the, in the canning machine. Uh, no, I am going to demonstrate to you, Abba, daddy, father, that, that, that this is something that we are, we're begging you, begging you, please come to our aid during this time. And that's what this, that's why J July 7th, to October 7th is mighty. <clears throat> the thing I like about July 7th too is that's the uh, that's the anniversary of the moto proprio uh, from mm. uh, Benedict the 16th, which opened up the traditional Latin mass more. Um, and I love both masses. Uh, I, I, I'm an advocate for a, a very uh, reverent offering of the Novus Ordo, but, and I love the traditional Latin mass. But, but the whole idea there was opening us up to reverence. And there again is, is what this is all about. When we, are, when, when we are in awe and wonder of Abba, Daddy, Father, all we want to do is do, do it his way and please him the best way we can. And that is when the blessing starts coming in. Okay? Again, because he's a perfect dad and he's not going to train us to be spoiled brats. Okay? He's, go, he's going to wait until we truly are, are showing, demonstrating that, that we really want this. And so that's why this spiritual warfare campaign is, is so important. And we've all, he's already uh, demonstrated with, uh, with, with signs, uh, that uh, confirmations. Uh, that it says the sacred scripture. And he followed them as they spread the word with uh, confirming that with signs and wonders. And he's been doing that, Doug. He's been doing that and, and confirming us all along. But this is a monster. This is a Goliath. And if we think we can just, you know, throw up a few prayers and then go off shopping and golfing, uh, we're mistaken. We got to get into battle like all the, the, the warriors have, go, have done before us. And we got to, it, it, it could be a long haul, but we got we to be willing to do it. Well, and, and, you know, Father, this goes back to one of the things that, you know, I've said over and over with, with, through our Battle Ready, Battle Ready Coalition, through different talks, my channel, we've talked a lot about it. Two words, own it. Own, own it. it. When you own it, you invest in it. When you right. own it, you take care of it. You preserve it. You fight for it. You defend right. it. 
And you talk about this ramping up of things happening in the next few months, things for people to consider. The fact that the White House, as we've made very clear here, has emphasized that they're going to go door to door with this outreach to try to get people to take a needle. We see this as another step towards this this uh, this effort that they have to have every single person on the planet. And don't think for a moment that that is not their goal. Every single person on the planet that they want to have this needle. That is a goal, which is bizarre considering the numbers and so forth and such. And that's a whole other thing. But I think we all know this and our audience is, is, is good and they, they're aware of this as well. But there are other areas. You know, we see colleges putting threats out there, intimidation, high yeah. schools to also have this happen. Now, on top of that, a new story came out just today in on The Blaze. I've got this here. Fifth graders will have access to condoms in elementary school, public schools in Chicago starting in August. All right, that's a whole other area, but yeah. it's an example of the moral deprivation that's happening in our country yep. and why we cannot rest. Right. So, you know, I love it when you bring up uh, David and Goliath because it is one of my favorite stories, partly because David has faith in God and many people will say, yeah, just have faith in God. But David used the skill that he trained up in over the years to be able to use that sling. So it's a it's a faith and reason, as John Paul would say, John Paul II would say, we have to have faith in God, but we have to reason that we have a natural aspect that we live in that we have to take ownership of. We need to engage naturally in the battle, in the ways that we are called to. Right. And in this case right now, we have got to engage by moving those rosary beads through our fingers, by fasting, by prayer, by 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 doing it the way that God has revealed it to us through all, through the Blessed Mother and all exactly. the saints. Exactly, exactly. You know, we're just going, sir, yes, sir. You know, we're not going to make this up as we go along. You showed us the way, and so we will do it your way. You know, and that, and again, that that kind of obedience to Abba, Daddy, Father. I keep saying it that way because yeah. He wants that kind of relationship with us. He's an, an amazing dad. He's not a tyrant. But again, uh, he's training us up to be, you know, listen, follow the house rules. I know what's good for you. And, and, and I always say, too, that, that God always tests us, too, to see if we're willing to follow something that the world mm -hmm. might find um, ridiculous or fanatical or superstitious or whatever. And I, and I always bring up the Garden of Eden. Hey, you get this whole paradise, but don't eat from that one tree over there. I mean, for, for, for thinking people, you know, and uh, intelligent people, that's ridiculous. That's, that's superstitious. And that's basically what the, what the snake was saying. The devil was saying to them too, ah, you know, you don't have to do that. That's ridiculous. But God does that. Think about beads, you know, you're twiddling beads. Uh, and, and I think God is like, okay, the world's going to think that's kind of silly. <laughs> yeah. So are you still willing to do it? I think right. that's part of the test, Doug, of our obedience, you know, that you wear a scapular around your neck or any of these things. And, and what we're doing is going, sir, yes, sir. We will well, do and, exactly your way. And, and you know, I mean, if, if people want to put in perspective, consider that when our Blessed Mother appeared to St. Bernadette in Lourdes in 1858, she told her to drink from the spring there was no water. There was no water. Bernadette is I've going seen at movie the movie a million times. It's, I know. Yeah. <laughs> she's digging she's, in the ground. Yes. Everybody, and everybody thinks she's a 
fanatical yeah. idiot that's lost her mind. Yeah, there's. But a, are we still willing to do it like Bernadette did? Exactly. In fact, yeah. for those who are familiar with the CCC video of this, which we grew up showing our, our kids, there's a one of the you hear a voice in the background. The girl's gone crazy. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> you hear that yeah. voice. Yeah, and yeah. It's like, it's to this day, I still remember it. But the point is, yeah, I mean, our, our Lord dog has gone crazy. I mean, he's, he's got yeah. these beads in his pocket. Yeah. You know? he's, what's yeah. that brown scapular around his neck? Yeah. You know, what, what is that thing all about? But you know? see, that's, that's, that's what God is up to. That's what God is up to because pride, pride is, is, is uh, the overriding sin of all of them. But with right. pride, what you want to do, what you're tempted to want to be is in the elite crowd. Yeah, in the, yeah. in that uh, that high uh, high status in, in the community, so you don't want to be up with the with the uh, the flyover states and the deplorables and the mm -hmm. riffraffs who don't know any better. You know, now we're kind of getting into you know the the attitude of this elitist snobby mob that wants to take charge right now. And they, but here's the thing too. And I was listening to you, Doug, and I was thinking to myself, one of the things I've noticed. I've been talking with exorcists. And I've been talking with some of the leading experts of apparitions and and um, different revelations that have that have occurred through history, and they all seem to be uh, they 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 differ on certain things about what's going on right now in the world and where we're heading. But the thing that they they seem to be unanimous unanimous about is that yes, evil is uh, infiltrating at an aggressive rate, but it is overreaching. It is so arrogant right now that it doesn't bother hiding any longer mm -hmm. and, and to its demise, they all say that this is where it's heading right now. And, and one of the things that it's, it's, it's uh, causing the cause and effect is uh, us awakening. Uh, I call them supernatural heroes. Uh, people are awakening and going not under my watch any longer. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about the people that are they're talking about the critical race theory. They're getting the school board meetings and all that stuff. Right. That's a piece of what we're seeing all over of everything that this mob is doing. Going door to door. You know, yeah. going the, what they're doing there, Doug, is precedent. There's the word, precedent. They got to get precedent. So if they go to door once, now this is normal. And so you can go to door about for everything else. Look at what they did with the economy. You know, they, they spent trillions of dollars because we were in a uh, a pandemic and and people and, and people were you know losing their jobs and losing their companies and so they spent trillions of dollars but what did they do they didn't let a crisis go to waste now they're spending trillions of dollars because we're used to it yeah, yeah. We're, we're used to spending trillions of dollars now See now, that's what they want to do. This door to door. Oh, now we're used to it. You know? Well, and, and and a lot, a good number of people are they're they're okay with another stimulus plan, another something that says more money, more trillions of dollars to pay you because of how bad things are. Yeah, and we've we've helped sh we've helped convince you that it's so bad. Right, and and now we've got businesses out there everywhere where they're offering. For example, I know a restaurant chain. Uh, I believe it's Ruby Tuesday. They're offering a $500 signing bonus. At least a friend of mine down in Florida was telling me down where he is that there's a $500 signing bonus 
for anybody who will come and work for them. Even if you're a busboy or a dishwasher, you're getting a $500 signing bonus. And Burger King has done this as well and several other restaurants. They're offering signing bonuses to get people to work because so many people don't want to work because they don't feel like they have to work because trillions of dollars are being spent right. and used to send out these stimulus checks. And people are okay with this. And you're right. We're becoming okay with this, this kind of socialist push that's happening. And, you know, Father, earlier when you were mentioning about Again, this this idea that that we've got to you know we've got to really embrace you know just sir yes sir we're we're doing what we're told to do humble obedience to the will of God is the greatest throwing of hot coals on the head of the demons yes. you know simply humbly obeying God when He yep. says that whole passage of, in, in Scripture that when you turn from your wicked ways and and, and change your heart, then I'll heal your land. Right. But it's turning from the wicked ways right. first that, that that really speaks about the humble obedience. And so we, we right. just got to encourage the listeners and the viewers, don't quit. Don't, don't quit. quit back. Ramp it up even more. Yeah. We've got to step it up. And, you, you know, Father, you talk about the, the name calling and the, the craziness they're going to say, well, you're, you're, uh, you're, 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 too, you're too basically extreme. And you're going to be yeah. considered an extremist. You know, I've got a five-foot statue of the Blessed Mother in my backyard. And I know that it's it's concerning for some people because I'm in an area where it's only 4% Catholic. It, down here in, in Tyler, Texas, is 4% Catholic. Five-foot statue of Mary in the backyard that can be seen you know, from a good angle from the street. You know, and uh, we've got a great garden back there. My wife has planted some beautiful flowers. Nice garden for Our Lady back there. And, you know, it, it's funny to watch people's reaction um, who are uncomfortable with this, but yeah. you know, a five foot statue of Mary. Yeah, it's a little extreme there. Doug. That's extreme. Yeah, it is extreme. So, but you can see that they're, they're conditioning us to be, to be comfortable with terms like this. Right. Well, what happens when all of a sudden the extreme people who are a threat, if you're extreme in the right way, the right way, the godly way, the humble way, the truth of the faith and Christianity and so forth. If you're too extreme that way, that's the greatest threat to this diabolical effort to undermine you know, freedom and undermine people's dignity. They're going to threaten us more and more. But I just simply want to say this, Father, to our listeners, our viewers out there. The saints in heaven are there because they persevered in these areas of what the world now deems extremism. They were considered extreme in their time back in their life as well, whenever it was. Extreme faithfulness to God, faithfulness to his commandments. And you know, Father, a lot of people out there don't even know the Ten Commandments anymore. Yeah. This is, and I, I know this because I've for 31 years traveling around the country. That's one of my favorite questions to ask is who can stand up and recite the Ten Commandments? I would say, can you recite them backwards from 10 to 1, first the even number, and then the odd, and do it in 30 seconds or less? <laughs> and I'll give you 20 bucks if you can, you know, which is kind of fun. And less than 1% of people can get it. But it's to me, it's not extreme if our Lord tells the rich man in, in Matthew chapter 19, if you wish to enter into everlasting life, you need to follow the commandments. Well, you have to know them before you can right. follow them. Right. So, yeah. So I, I was thinking while I was listening to you too, is how um, so many people right now, uh, are we're numb? We're we're we've gone through this now. How long has it been, Doug? I mean, the it was January thirty first when he did the uh, twenty twenty when he did the uh, travel ban, where everybody kind of went, wait, what? You know, but it was uh, it was right around uh, Lent, uh, Holy Week, uh, more where it got really uh, extreme. 
with uh, with quarantine and everything. But again, what they're doing is we're being they call it propaganda. They call it indoctrination. But it, it, it's like being trained uh, uh, like the monkeys in the circus, you know, that that when when they say jump, we say how high. And and that's that's their ultimate goal with all this is they're using this again. I am not a pandemic denier or anything like that. Um, I, I think it's a, it's a, it's a serious virus. Uh, I, don't get me wrong, but they figured it out. And I think I'm, I'm with the school of thought. I've heard a lot of people say this. It was right about that week after Holy week that people were like, wait, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. I think, I think we have a virus, but I think found something to benefit their their cause their agenda mm. and they're, and they're using that for this yeah. but but this is what i'm talking about doug is that if we're not careful and we don't understand that we're being propagandized or indoctrinated or trained like monkeys in a circus right now uh then we're going to we our nation's going to be be gone and and so that's why doug we need to be wholly connected to what um uh, to 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 our call to to stand against this. I want I want to end just by I want to share the, this cool way in which Archbishop Fulton Sheen uh, identified this. He said um, he said he calls it a tyranny by violence that that is sweeping across the country. Sheen says that it's manifested as elitism. According to Sheen, there is a dominant minority that makes a lot of noise and that uses violence to force. It's will upon others. He actually shouted at that point to force its will upon others. It is also identified as mysticism. Uh, this is political mysticism. A political uh, mysticism starts with the, the belief that there is no God and then demands it's my will or nothing. This is the dogma, the new radical secular religion, and they will bully you into compliance. And then he concludes with the third characteristic of the violent tyranny is Satanism. He says, um, order and harmony come from God. So the essence of Satanism is the destruction of that order, the destruction of the order of law, the destruction of the order of morality, the destruction of the order of religion, the destruction of the order of, of uh, ethics, anything you please. Doug, that's what's going on by violence, he says. Yeah. I mean, this guy, this guy was unbelievably wise and, and and got right to the uh essence of the matter we see the way they're using violence all around us and, and what are they doing they're, they're doing things like defund the police let all the criminals out of jail you know and incite uh, uh riots in the street uh, incite uh, racial division there it is it's it's by violence that yeah, they're and doing then, this and then the other side of that father is shut down the churches and yeah. Separate the people, separate them from one another. The faithful the Christians separate the, you know, the synagogues and so forth, and separate them from God as much as possible, especially in 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 the Catholic way by removing the access to sacraments or limiting the access to sacraments. And anytime any priest, and, and I know you you have posted on this, and we have friends out there, mutual friends and other priests out there that we know who who have spoken out very boldly on this, depending upon their circumstances, and they've been shut down or silenced for oh, speaking out in the area of just saying, look, you cannot remove the sacraments from people, especially in light of all that's going on here. You know, Father, I think it'd be important for everybody out there to watch, you know, a couple of 
couple of good old movies that have to do with the the rise of the Third Reich and what they did in different areas, such as uh, going into the going into Poland, going into Warsaw, and how they would move the Jews into ghettos, and then eventually they built the wall, and then they started to restrict them in the ghetto, and then they started to take them out of the ghetto into other places like camps. Now, someone said we can't draw that comparison to what's going on right now. Well, I think. But the can. other thing they did, Doug, was they they got neighbors to narc on each other yes which yeah, is actually was, going on right and now. that's what they're trying to do right now they want people to turn people in yeah, this is for an extremist exactly. you know, i remember doug facebook uh didn't allow a picture of santa claus kneeling at the crib of jesus right it took that down that that's extremist you know it, it, that's where we're at doug and 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 so you're gonna have a lot of people out there especially these uh these guys that live in their parents basement you know uh, narking on everybody they can find, and and, uh, and we're we're gonna have to kowtow to, to to and that that's what they were doing is that everybody right. lived in fear. Everybody lived in fear. I don't want to be uh, censored. I don't want to be punished. And so I'll either be quiet, uh, or um, I'll, I'll I'll speak the the party line or the gospel of the radical secular left. Well, and, and a lot of it starts with, you're absolutely right, a lot of it starts also with just the simple things that most people will say, well, that's not that big of a deal, so we're not going to speak up on this. But if it gets to something more serious, then we'll speak up. But if you're conditioned over here in these minor or considered more minor things, like making sure that you are six feet apart from one another, someone explained to me where the six feet came from, this arbitrary number. Yeah. Well, it has been pointed out that it was by a man named, last name of, I believe, Flu who was a, an expert in, in viruses and so forth, and he thought that six feet was the approximate distance that was safe between two people to not spread a virus or a sickness. This guy lived 100 years ago. Okay, he lived 100 years ago approximately, and he is the one that some will attribute the six-foot number to. But if they could condition us to say, okay, we'll just accept the six feet because it's not really that big of an issue, or putting on a face diaper, or whatever else it could be, then it gets to the point now where they're going to go door to door. They're going to go door to door and actually try to talk you into the needle now. Yeah. And we're going to accept this next level. Yeah. So I'm saying precedent. It's a, they, the precedent has been set. You're absolutely yeah. right. So, so if we're we using back, the virus to set all kinds of precedents so that we accept this as normal going forward. Right, right. And if you look at the Justin Trudeaus and the Prince Charles and the John Kerrys and the Klaus Schwabs, who are all part, of, all part of the Great Reset, and Joe Biden has been tied into the Great Reset as well, the G7 summit recently, what was the term that was used over and over? We've got to build back better, as Boris Johnson said. Build back fairer. Build back greener. Build back more more gender neutral, he says. Yeah. All right, this, this precedent that's been set to build back better by all these, these national leaders. Now, what they're not expecting is the average individual person stepping up as a David, as a David or as a Joan of Arc and saying, not on my watch, because by the grace of God, by the power of God and what he gives me and the people that I can surround myself with to build an army, to stand up in a peaceful way. That's what I'm saying. Yes, of course, peaceful. We've got to be a army of prayer warriors who yes. take the steps right now with the, with the weapons that heaven gives us. Yes. So this doesn't escalate to another level. So again, don't be war weary. Be part of that prayer warrior team that says, 
my rosary, my fasting, my, my scripture, and all the pieces that go to this three-month campaign that you're talking about, and be part of the supernatural heroes uniting in prayer to liberate America, because this, this tyranny is coming on so many different levels, Father. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, I actually, you and I were talking before we started the podcast, uh, I actually can sympathize with people who are, are a little battle-weary right now. Sure. And, and you know, that's understandable, but this is where real men or women uh, are, are, are discovered is, is just when it's, it's been a while, it's, 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 it's getting, uh, uh, monotonous. It's, 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 uh, you know, it doesn't seem like God is making any huge, uh, you know, strides in, 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 in the answer to our prayers, all this can just get in our head. And the other thing too, is that we we're prone to forget easy where we have short memories. Mm. Uh, that's why the, 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 um, the mob will always use what's called uh, uh, letting the new cycle pass. Right. And, right. And, and, and what, what they count on is that we get all worked up. Oh, this is awful. Like, you know, the, the, the recent one, Doug is they're trying to p pass is the equality or equity act. Mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's heading the Senate right now so that you, I, I, Doug, I could just, walk into a girl's bathroom and just proclaim in that moment that I'm a girl and, uh, and, and I can just walk into uh, a, a shower, a girl's bathroom. You can, I can, according to this uh, precedent, they're trying to get all this rifled in and we get all outraged and like uh, critical race theory and we're all outraged. And then, you know, two weeks, a month passes and all of a sudden, you know, we're shopping and golfing. And we forgot all about it. We've got we've got to stay strong, yeah. and and that's what I want to get in before before our time runs out too. Doug, is um, we talked a lot in this in in all these prayer campaigns about getting strong, but I think I've emphasized it even more this time because uh, is we can get battle weary, but um, we get strong in the spirit, okay, by doing what we we've been talking about here, right? Um, staying obedient to God, doing it His way. Uh, making sure we we do the prayers as we're asked to do each day, especially for this prayer campaign. Um, and I actually outline a good uh, practice of our Catholic life in there uh, that I, that I actually ask the United States Grace Force to follow. So that we get supernaturally strong by being disciplined, disciplined in our in our prayer life. But Doug, let's talk about the idea of why why do we have to be concerned about being physically strong? Mm -hmm. And I just want to say first because I'm going to hit you and let you talk because that's a great area of your expertise, but I'm hitting it strong um, today. Starting today, this is uh, July July 7th until October 7th, um, and I'm doing things like intermittent fasting. There's all kinds of great science that's come out about that that's caught up to this Catholic practice that we've had, you know, for all of salvation history. Right. And now science is saying it's healthy to do it. Um, and then um, uh, other things too, like uh, I, for me, I'm doing keto. That, that, that works for me. But uh, but walking, uh, I'm back now with my uh, training buddy. Uh, we had been apart because of COVID. We're getting we're getting back together. Good. And so I, I'm hitting I'm hitting it hard. And uh, why do I need to do that, Doug? <laughs> You're the expert. Well, <laughs> why do we all need to do that? I, I appreciate that. I, God has built us body, mind, and soul. We have a yeah. mind. We need to keep the mind sharp, meaning we have the ability to reason right from wrong, yes from no, up from down. God gave us that intellect, okay? We're creating the image and likeness of God, which is really intellect and free will. So we have a mind that can think and rationally 
process things. But there's a physical aspect to this that it completely gets denied. You want to keep your mind healthy, healthy and strong. Right. So your diet, your nutrition has everything to do with the health of your mind. That's a big, big part of it. About 80% roughly, they say, of your health overall is diet. The other part garbage is really, in, garbage out, right? Garbage in, garbage out. Exactly, Father. And the other part of it is exercise because exercise movement, okay, keeps things alive and active. Yep. It was St. Ignatius who said, treat the soul as if it's going to die tomorrow, but treat the body as if it's going to live forever. So there is something about this physical aspect of who we are that needs to be taken care of. In paragraph 2288 of the Catechism states that life and health are precious gifts from God, and that we have a moral responsibility to take care of them and be reasonably healthy because it is a gift from God. Now, the healthier I am physically, I have better energy. My mind is clear. I don't have brain fog, for example, if I'm eating better and exercising. When you exercise, and it could be long walks, it could be weightlifting, it could be jogging, could be swimming, could be tennis. You can find many different ways to be active and build some, some exercisability in your body. Exercisability, I don't even know if that's a word, but we'll, we'll call it that. All right, <laughs> like but when you, when you do this, you, you develop endorphins in your, in your brain, which are actually natural chemical reactions that help your body heal and help it, you know, feel better in general. And when you're feeling better in general, physically, you can fulfill your vocation better. You can right. fulfill your interaction with other people. Right. I'll never forget when I would go to confession to a priest, Monsignor Witt, here uh, back in Lincoln, Nebraska, when I was living up there. And, and I wasn't the only one he would say this to. Many people would talk about this. Yeah, I confess my sins to Father Witt. And first thing he says is, uh, so you've been drinking enough water. Are you getting enough rest? Are you getting any exercise? Nice. And he pointed out that that physical complement of the body to the soul and the mind right. cannot be denied. You can't divorce it from that. So yeah, the right. healthier we are, the better gift I make of myself to my wife and my kids, my grandkids, right. when I'm healthy and I'm strong. And I work out four or five, sometimes six days a week. And sometimes the workout is... 15 minutes. That's all it is. Sometimes it's an Father hour. Father Altman hour works out almost every day. Does he really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, and you know what? It's, I'm it, a three it, day a weeker and then I walk out every day. Yeah. Well, that, but, but that's part two. I mean, there are people out there, our Battle Ready Coalition, our BRC, we've got uh, great people. I know a lot of them watch the podcast, Grace Force podcast. So God bless you, BRC family. Uh, we'll be opening the doors again. So anybody else interested? Yes. Battle Ready. Uh, yeah. We got to put that link up in that because, yeah. You're Not doing a lot to help people. In, oh, yeah, yeah. It's a month, area, monthly but... training process. Yep. Yeah. So yep. click the link, go on out, get on the wait list, and we'll let you know when the door is opening in for membership sign up. But, but in general, and Father, what a great group to be with, too. I mean, these are devout Catholics working oh, yeah. at their mind, body, and spirit, right? Yeah. Together. Praying for one another, yeah. encouraging each other. But I got to give a shout out to my friend, Steve. I know he, he watches our podcast. He comes over once a week, Father, and, and works out in my garage with me. I got to wait in my garage. Steve and I have developed an accountability, and I encourage everybody to do this. Just like you've got your, body that, your buddy that you work out with. Yeah, yeah, we're accountable, yep. Yeah, get accountability partner. It can be a spiritual accountability. It can be a spiritual reading. You're developing your mind by reading spiritual books, scripture, and so forth. Or it can be a physical accountability. So Steve and I will account to one another through a simple text message every day. We do it six days a week. Sunday's optional because it's Sunday. It's a mini Easter. 
but six days a week minimum, we, we, we account for a certain number of, of uh, repetitions for say sit-ups or push-ups or something like this. We have, That's awesome. we do. and by doing this, you hold each other accountable and you yep. encourage each other to accomplish the task. Yep. So you can do and this. It fights off the excuses too, because we all have them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, there are times and Steve has told me, yeah, it'd be, you know, midnight and, you know, and then I'll send my text to him and he'll think, Oh, I got to get out of bed and get my sit-ups in, you know, and <laughs> you know, it's like, nice. okay, I got to start doing them earlier in the day, but it is, you're right. It, it removes a lot of the excuses that yep. we can make when you've got somebody to have to hold up or own up to. Yeah. Addicts, addicts, uh, are, are known to, to have all kinds of excuses or reasons well, look at the day I had, so I need this drink or whatever. Right, and right. It, but it can be the same with anything. You can be just addicted to comfort. And, yeah. You know, I, I, you know, look at the day I had, so I can't do sit-ups today, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. So I'm that's why a, an accountability or a battle buddy or just a good friend, yes. you know, that, that, that will keep you on track and, and say, ah, I'm, not, I'm not buying what you're selling with this excuse, brother. Well, and right? I, I, and I can say this about you, father is your homilies. And, and this is not to, you know, blow sunshine at you because flattery I know is sinful, but uh, you know, but the truth of the matter, which is not just flattery. It's the truth of the matter is your homilies, your thought process. As long as I've known you in the conversations we've had, you are so spot on with things because you pray and you do the intermittent fasting and you do the exercise and you're trying to eat better and all that sharpens your mind and helps you become stronger, gives you the energy to be a 24 seven confession, you know, dispenser as you are, people can come to you 24 seven, send you a message. They show, cause you might have been in conversations on the phone and for the audience out there, father says to me, Oh, Doug, gotta go. I got a confession here. Okay. You bet. Click. Then you'll call me back later, you know, but I mean, it's, it's for you to have that energy to do that. And I know a lot of people have this and I know you do too, Doug, but I've got an amazing relationship with God and my guardian angels and, yes. and all of those have gone yeah. before us. I'll give you a, a fresh example is like, okay, God, you know, I said this, uh, it, it would be yesterday before we started this. Um, I said, okay, I could really use a priest because I'd like to go to confession before I start up all this stuff. Uh, could I have a priest this afternoon? Three o'clock phone rings. <laughs> I'm coming over for confession. Father, can you hear my confession? It was a yeah. priest. So see, with my 24, one of the, one of the, uh, one of the side benefits of my 24 seven confessional is that priests use it. Yeah. So I literally have pizza delivery confession to me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> they, anytime a priest comes, I can say, Hey father, can you hear mine too? Oh, you know, so, awesome. um, yeah. So God's amazing. Just stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've gotten, I've told people too, that there's this mysterious thing that God's doing with the phone. Where the phone rings once, and I, I, because I'll take a cat nap in the afternoon. It's never long, like twenty minutes tops, but ten minutes usually. And the phone will ring, and uh, and I go, and but it rings once, and uh, I go, but now it's gotten to the point where I go, okay, God, and I get up, I go over to my desk, and I look at the phone, and there's nothing there. There's no indication that anybody called, and but then the doorbell or the phone will then ring by the time I got comfortable in my chair in my office. And that happens all the time, Doug. But this, <laughs> but this is the kind of thing I think God wants that kind of relationship with us. Sure. And yeah. I don't think he's my candy machine at all. Uh, in fact, I, I'm, do, I'm doing everything every day to try to please him and honor him and follow the house rules and everything that he wants me to do. And, and I think once you get to that place, then all of a sudden these, 
and we mentioned it earlier that that they 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 went about spreading the word, and he followed them with um, uh, with um, signs and wonders, uh, confirmations mm. uh, of signs. He confirmed the word with with uh, signs and wonders. I think you can get in that relationship with God, and I really encourage people just 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 live your life to please Daddy, you know. And sometimes it's going to be difficult or challenging. Um, but sometimes, you know, a lot of times it's not difficult. He asks you to do something that's pretty hard and you're going, it's not, it's not hard because you love him so much. Jesus said that. He said, my yoke is easy, my burden light. Uh, learn from me for I'm meek and humble of heart. Right. Uh, and meaning it's not hard when you love the, when you love the person you're doing it for. You know, it's just like, this is my pleasure. I got, I love doing this. So, so I just, we all want to get to that place. We all want to get to that place where, where we're in absolute sync with God, you know? Right. And so we move out when he calls us and, and he takes care of us when he, when we need him and, and, and all that. So, well, and, and, and that's you know, what this three months I think is going to do too, is get us really in lockstep with God. Oh, absolutely. And, and, when, and when you've developed that kind of relationship with someone, you know, as, as on a natural level, natural friendship you've got with someone or relationship with your children or your spouse, you know, and, and you, you have developed it, you nurture it, you take care of it, you tend to it. Cause we know God is always trying to nurture from his side. So when we cooperate with that grace and we, we develop from our side, then it, there, there's a sensitivity there, as you're saying, that is much, much more heightened to not only the feeling of, ah, oh, there's been an offense here. I've, I've, I've got a, my conscience is pricked because I know I've done something that I shouldn't have done with this person that I love so much. But then there's also an incredible gift and reward and beauty that comes from that, that you, you feel like I can, I can walk in the room and look at my wife from across the room, been married 31 years. I can look at her from across the room and just my breath can be taken away still. And we don't have to say anything. It's, you know, I, I know some of the women are going, oh, that's so romantic. Well, it's, it's really, it's 31 years of developing a relationship with her. We pray together every day. If I'm on a trip traveling, we pray on the phone. You know, we pray, we pray a rosary on the phone. We pray. He ain't Christian lying. I've been exposed to those two. <laughs> <laughs> but that kind of sensitive relationship only happens when we work on it, tend yep. to it, love, it, care yep. for it, get to yep. know the person that you, that you're, that you have this relationship with. Yep. And then, like you said, God, the father says, okay, I need you to move out. I need you to do this. need you to do that. And we're much more sensitive to, yes, sir, I'm on yep. it and I'm ready Absolutely. to go. But, 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 we, but as I've always said, Father, it's one of the things we say in BRC, Battle Ready Coalition, you yeah. know, is that training takes time. Yeah. Just like it takes time to get in shape, it takes time to develop these relationships. Because you're right, God doesn't just dispense candy to us. Any of us who've ever raised children, you know, and I know fathers and mothers out there watching or listening know this. When you want your child to grow in some something, whether it's, it's learning how to mow the lawn or, or complete a task of some sort, you can't just step in and do it for them and expect them to grow in the strength and ability. You have to, you coach them, you mentor them, you encourage them, you spot them a little bit, maybe you, 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 you lift a little bit, but you want them to grow and develop in the yep. strength and the ability. So you have to let them do some of this on their own so they can grow. And it's hard. It's hard it's hard for them because you, it's like, oh, they're really straining and struggling. I want to yep. get in there and just take it from them. But I know the best thing is to let them strain and struggle because that's where the strength comes yep. from. And so, yeah, God's going to put us in these positions sometimes where we just have to, we have to strain and struggle yes. a bit, but he is Effort there to brings spot reward. us. 
that yeah. you've done that with your children. So you know how important that is because why he wants us strong. Yeah. You know, and, and so that we, when we face life's challenges, you know, we got the strength to be able to, to, to get through that. Uh, we, I think we got to close up here pretty quick here, but yep. Doug, uh, we start today and here's the book I had an X-Man. I didn't, didn't hold it up. There it is. Let freedom ring. Uh, you can get that at romancatholicgear.com. Yeah. Be a link we'll in the description we'll up, on this. We'll, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> you don't even need the book though. If you sign up for the U S grace force and list in that. So that just means give your name and your email that you get all the daily reflections and prayers in your email every morning. Mm. So in fact, I got, uh, I got the, the next few days all, all set up. Uh, by the way, I have to set up all those, those uh, web posts every, every, every time we do this. I don't mind doing it. I, I'm, I'm getting pretty good at. Yeah, we but, just, uh, we just, we got to keep you out of Facebook jail. So I got to get out. I got to stay out of Facebook jail because I got to put up <laughs> all those posts. Yeah. But anyways, um, so yeah, and so please, please join us, uh, for this. Uh, and again, I think we're hitting a watershed moment. I really do. And uh, and and so, uh, but uh, you know, we seventy-seven thousand. I want this thing to grow. I hope we have, we get seven million at some point. All together, but these are all um, God-fearing, God-loving, uh, devout mm -hmm. Catholic people who believe in the power of God as one mighty force. And uh, I, I do believe, I believe with all my heart, mind, soul, strength, that God is going to listen. Uh, that's that two Chronicles seventeen. Then I will hear from heaven, you mm -hmm. know, and I will heal your land. Yeah, you know that. That's uh, then I will hear, you know. If you turn from your ways, if you seek my face, you know, if you, uh, uh, in other words, if, if you own it and put effort into it, exactly. Then, then I, will I will hear from heaven. See, yeah. that's, that's not a tyrant. That's a daddy, right? That's a dad that wants the best for their kids. You know, I'm not your candy machine, you know, and I'm not your tyrant either. I'm your daddy that wants your, the best for you. And hey, so Father, let's be, go ahead. Yeah, I, so I want to pitch also before we wrap up here that the, you, the piece that you wrote on Roman on um, U.S. Grace Force um, that you put on July fourth, and we've got the link to it in the description, is uh, is phenomenal. And I, I really want to encourage people to go out and read it. But one thing you said in there is you talk about watershed moments and turning yes. points, and how the Battle of Lepanto was a turning point because it was a time when when the, the Muslims thought that hey, you know, uh, is Christianity time. is weak. Now's our chance to pounce on them. Yep, and, and yet take by, over. by winning that battle which was both physical and spiritual, all right? And don't, anybody, please don't deny that there was a physical component to that. You can't deny that. Right. And it was something that St. Pope Pius V called for. He called for men to rise up. And of course, spiritual had to be first and it had to be rooted and it had to be the deepest point of it. But it was a turning point for all of civilization, and what we're seeing on a global scale right now is a turning point. The direction it goes will largely be determined by how we respond, especially exactly. as Christians, to what's going on right now. Exactly. I would love to see the 77,000 become 100,000 in the next week or two if the 77,000 and our viewers and listeners go sign up and then spread it to other people that they would sign up. You know, these are things that the more we grow these numbers and grow the ranks by the grace of God, we see a force that's that's really, really able to, my goodness, make amazing, amazing strides in yep. gaining ground back for God in the church and our world. Yep. That's a great way to finish there, Doug. This has been great. And uh, Doug and I wanted to come on, you know, guestless, 
tonight just because we wanted to put all of our um, our energy into really encouraging everyone to be a part of this this campaign july 7th to october 7th yes. let's take back america let's liberate america let's exercise america and let's call out for god to bless america amen amen yeah and and, and by the way don't forget to subscribe to this channel we're trying to get to Five, was it 50,000 50, subscribers by August 14th? That's our two-year anniversary, and we're at 49,600 and some. He's my favorite saint, too. Yes. Yeah, see, Maximilian Colby. Maximilian Colby. Which is, the day, which is why that was the day you chose to launch this podcast, because you right. wanted to do it on his feast day. So we're, we're just, we're a few hundred he away. He stood against propaganda and indoctrination in his time. Yes. Yep. And, talk about, and, and, of course, we know what he faced you know, and it's, yep. it's in many ways, it's not too much different than what we're facing right now. Exactly. So we've got to turn it. But by, by August 14th, we're hoping to reach 50,000 subscribers to our YouTube channel. Please, uh, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe and share this with other people because we're really, the, the reason the Grace Force podcast exists is to reach as many hearts and souls and lives as possible with the truth of God. And hopefully by, by, by that, 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 that free will that we all have, cooperate with God's grace and become mighty warriors in that power, that almighty power of God, that supernatural power of God, and just fight the good fight always. Awesome. All right. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. And may I pursue the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. All, All right. right. Thanks, Doug. everybody. This good to be great. with you, Father. All right. Let's go get them. <laughs>